Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host Alex and joining me tonight we have Chinoda. Hello. Sho. Hello. And Natai. Yo. This is not exactly the episode I wanted to make right before I went to Otakon, but it is the episode of the podcast that we have to make. Um, unfortunately, as many of you are probably well aware at this point, there was an arson attack on Kyoto Animation uh, last week, and uh, we just want to take this time to kind of talk about what happened and then give some of our thoughts and feelings about what KyoAni has meant for us over the last several years that they've been around. So before we actually get into it, I think we all want to have a quick moment of silence for the people that we have lost at KyoAni in this absolutely awful attack. So if you would join all of us here on the podcast for just a brief moment of silence before we get started. All right, so I don't even really, guys, I don't even really know where to begin with this, but I guess the best thing to do is just start from what we know so far. I do think it's worth pointing out that we're recording this on Sunday, the 21st of July. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the stuff that we're going to be talking about on this recording is stuff that's just publicly available to everyone right now so things obviously could change in later days so definitely keep up with it on you know anime news sites like anime news network which is where we've been getting a lot of it there's been people doing absolute yeoman's work on twitter and reddit hand translating some news articles that have been coming out of japan especially from nhk uh over the course of the last few days so definitely thanks to these people who are doing it not because they're getting paid to do it but a lot of them out of the kindness of their hearts and using the talents that they have uh with their japanese language skills uh but what we know so far is that on thursday july 18th at around 10 30 a.m jst an arsonist basically set fire to kyoto animations studio one building which is, as I have come to understand over the last few days, their main studio. They have, I think, two main studios or two big studios in uh, Kyoto and then some other satellite studios and offices peppered throughout the city. Um, And I think as of right now, uh, we know of at least 34 people that have been officially confirmed to be dead. Uh, about 34, I think 34 or 35 others who have been seriously injured because of it. Um, and I, uh, the uh, Kyoto Fire Department did announce that they weren't able to get the fire fully out until 6.20 a.m. local time the following Friday. So the fire did burn for quite a long time before they were able to get in there and search for people. Um. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I know what I was doing when this actually broke. I was actually at work when this news broke, and I was scrambling like a lot of other people to find out what was going on. Um, Natai, you were probably asleep when this no. happened. No. Okay, yeah. I was asleep, but there, then when I woke up, I opened up Reddit, and then I saw the news, and I, was, I, didn't, I didn't really process it at first. I was like, wait, what? And then, like... 
as the day went by, the more and more like info I read up, and it was, yeah, it slowly sunk in like what actually happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. What about you, Chinoda? Were you uh, were you you were up when this happened, right? On um, yeah, I was uh, I was gaming and I was talking with my friends, and then all of a sudden my discord chat started going off like crazy i was like whoa what's going on and i took a look and yeah my heart broke yeah this had i'm trying to remember exactly what time this news broke over here it was it was late in the evening i want to say it was around 10:30 p.m. eastern time here in the us when this broke out so um were you awake when this happened ship no, I think I was, I think I was um, about to go to bed, but I didn't read it until the next morning. Hmm. Um, I do. I I want to thank a specific person from our Discord server, uh, Chris, who throughout the night up until he actually went to bed around midnight or so, was giving us a whole bunch of links to people on Reddit and Twitter who were helping to translate the news articles that were coming out of japan so definitely thank you to chris for that um i know he keeps up with a lot of stuff on reddit and twitter anime related so and i really don't so much um uh, what else do we know so far um it's, it's a lot to uh yeah there's a lot to talk about it's a lot it's, it's a lot to take it's a lot to take, take in um yeah i don't i can't think of a, anything remotely like this that has happened to the anime community at least not in my lifetime yeah it hits Uh, really home for some reason yeah um i i was i've actually was talking to chris on our discord server privately um after uh, the day after this this has been friday for us um and there, there was one thing that kept going on over and over a thought that kept going over and over in my head um, and some people might be too young to vividly remember this. I was not, but I, I kept thinking this is like anime's Columbine moment. So for those who don't know, Columbine was a high, or well, still is a high school here in the United States where back in 1999, the first really widely publicized mass shooting took place. And um, that was sort of a watershed moment of the late 90s. And especially when it comes to things like school shootings, which we hear more of now. And there were school shootings before that took place, but not to not publicized the event that this one was. And I kind of think that that's what we're seeing or what what's kind of what I thought we were seeing when the Kyoto animation arson happened. And I I hope much like the actual uh, school Columbine, it's able to come back and the community is able to rally around it and things return to some sense of normalcy. Um, but the, the, in the days since we've basically learned that the studio itself is pretty much a total loss. Yeah. Everything that was inside their computers, papers, it's all gone. It's all been either destroyed or it's just gone. When I read that um, headline, especially it really like, that that one hit really hard. Like when I when I read that uh, everything was destroyed in the fire. 
Yeah, and ap- apparently a Studio One is where they kept all of their like historical stuff, all their old film reels, yeah. all their old animation stills that they had been storing. Apparently, Studio One had a big storeroom where they kept all this stuff, and it's all it's it's gone. All the originals are gone. Mm-hmm. Which that that's the point where it really hit me. Like as, as sad and as 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 genuinely tragic as the loss of life is, and it is. Don't get me wrong. That's the important thing that needs to come out of this. The loss of life is appallingly tragic. But when that when I that article came out, the the CEO of uh, Kyoto Annie came out and said that all of it is just gone. That's when it really hit me emotionally. Like, because I, I I don't know about the rest. I love Kyoto Annie. I think they're one of the greatest studios that's ever been. And to hear that their entire catalog, all their work that they had in the past is just gone. There's nothing that they can do about it. And all the stuff that they're currently working on is just gone. It's like, that's when it really hit me hard. It's like, we could be watching the end of this studio. Now, we don't know if that's necessarily what will happen as of now, but It's, it's, it's... It's horrifying what was destroyed on top of the lives lost. Like, it was literal history for our community. A Mm. major part of it, in fact. And which is beloved by so many. That's just gone. And also, also, like, it hurts even more because Kiyoani for the longest time was like this beacon of hope in the anime industry. Like, the way they treated their... Uh, employees and the way they like really tried to build up this community of like dr- like like workers that actually respected the, the like the people who make this craft you know like their uh, program they opened for like uh, what was it the dormitory or something oh yeah the the um the animator dormitory i, th- I think yeah that and like the programs they have for like young artists that they bring in to teach them Mm-hmm. They, they've done so much and just yeah, having, they, they, like just having like fair work conditions and fair pay yeah. and like yeah an industry they were known... that basically is borderline slave labor <laughs> for yeah. a lot of well, these they, animators they were... not not to get too political in any way shape or form but they were known as one of the more progressive uh, what, uh, anime studios with their working conditions. Yeah, exactly. They weren't. This, they weren't. They weren't like stuck in, a, in this. Um, I guess salary man type uh, mentality that a lot of Japanese companies still operate through. They, and that, yeah. it, it's it's refreshing. They they were trying to build towards the future, and it showed too. And I, I do want to point out there there's a there are multiple Japanese news sources who have released the name of the man that committed this awful act. We have chosen not to give this guy's name out because we don't want to give him any more notoriety than he already has. Uh, I think there there's a lot of news outlets, Anime News Network included, who are also abiding by this. Props to them because. Yeah crazy people like this do not need the attention that they clearly seek props to the community as well like how yeah, oh, yeah, they're absolutely. all being rallied up with, with this like tragic event um i want to say at just absolute mad respect for sentai filmworks um they were the first uh outlet that i saw in the west at least to put something up for fans to you know start 
donatings toward or you know helping to to fundraise for this i think it was like two or three hours after news broke yeah they've they've, filmworks put together a gofundme i do want to i let me pull this up and and hit a refresh on it because i just okay i just pulled it up the uh, sentai filmworks fundraiser help kill any heal that's the title of the gofundme which i will put a link down below too and i highly encourage everyone if you can please donate because i do trust sentai filmworks they're very reputable company and i do think that this money will get to the families or to to kill any and if you don't feel do with it and if you don't feel comfortable using their GoFundMe, you can always like purchase directly from kyoani's site like Mm. digital prints then that which i will also put a link down below to um i i can't help you with translating their japanese interface but i can give you a link to their store um, but I just hit refresh on this. The, um, the Sentai Filmworks fundraiser of its $750,000 goal currently sits at $1,867,800 US dollars, which I, uh, that just almost makes my eyes water up just seeing that. It's like, we here in the anime community get flack a lot for being, you know, fucking shit posting neckbeards who care about only care about Japanese cartoons which in some cases is probably true but it's very humbling to see the community come together like this I mean we as a community love to bitch and bicker at people all the time but I think when it, it's very heartwarming to see that when something like this happens, we can all just drop that, come together, and we can realize what's important here. Yeah, we might uh, we might attack each other a lot over stupid opinions and such, but at the end of the day, majority of the community does recognize what's important and what matters. And if there's anything that came out of this at all. It's the fact that we can clearly see we're more than just some shit posters or just some people that that are there for lewd stuff. No, we're an actual community looking out for each other. Yeah. I'd also like to say if you are currently or you will be going soon to Japan, the Animate retail stores are also putting up donation boxes for KyoAni in every single one of their stores. So if you are in and around, you know, Japan at some point in the near future, definitely check it. Go in there and check that out. I think they're all they also have um some of the there's like the wall of stuff that they've put up in their stores where the like one hundred percent of the proceeds that they raise from that are gonna go to Kyoani. So definitely props to them as well. Crunchyroll has also um got a page up on their website where you can uh type out a message to KyoAni and someone at Crunchyroll will translate it and get it out to KyoAni so they can see your message of love that you have for them. Uh, I, I can put links to that stuff down below as well. Um, and I, I mean, we were not going to say his name, obviously, but allegedly all this happened because this guy believes that KyoAni stole a novel idea from him. Of all the things to start a fire over. I think what caught a lot of people off guard, I mean, because unfortunately we do have, like, a lot of really shitty events do happen, and it's not easy, and it's not fun at all, and it's like, it's hard, but 
this one wasn't like di- directly related to like politics or religion. This was like aimed at people who just wanted to draw. Yeah. And that's It's aimed it's aimed at a group of people who just wanted to bring joy into other yeah. people's lives. And like we'll touch on their works probably in a bit, but like with so many of their shows that touch on love and family and like you know caring for others, it just yeah, it doesn't feel real, honestly. Like I'm thinking about it now, I'm reading the headline, like I'm looking over the headlines now, and it, it doesn't feel real. It's it's bizarre. No. And I don't know. I think you and I were talking about this, Natai, a day or so after it happened, where it's like when it first happened, you were kind of taken aback by it, but it took a day or so for yeah. it to really sink in. It's like. Yeah. This is real. I had a very similar experience after 9-11 where as it was happening, I was like in sort of disbelief, but in like, okay. And then the day or two after, I'm like, is this just a nightmare I'm not waking up from? Yeah. It genuinely it's... did feel like that. Yeah. I mean, not not to compare this incident with 9-11. Both are absolutely horrible events, but it's just that similar feeling that I got. And it's it's not a good feeling. It's really not. No. I uh I don't really know where else to go from here. <laughs> this is I mean I, obviously this is not what I wanted to talk about right before my vacation. <laughs> right. Honestly, like I, I'm sure all of us share this thought. I mean, w- let's hope that the like all the injured and the families somehow managed to recover from this incident. It's like, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, Something that is worth mentioning about what half an hour or so before we started recording this, there was some news that came out um, that uh, obviously because this was a a fire, many people were burned very, very severely. Yeah. Um, There is a clinic in Japan, which is uh, allegedly, I don't know for sure, but from, what people are saying about it, it's supposed to be the best reconstructive surgery clinic in the country. I'm trying to think what's the name here. Takasu Clinic um, has said that they will be performing reconstructive surgery for anyone injured in the Kyoani arson free of charge. Which, can, I, if that's true, I don't think this has been 100% confirmed yet, but the source seems pretty legitimate. Uh, if, that's, if this is true... Um, mad props to this clinic for reaching out like that when they clearly didn't have to yeah yeah that's incredibly generous i mean yeah those kind of procedures would be insanely expensive oh I, yeah any kind of reconstructive surgery in general no matter what kind of reconstructive surgery it is is very expensive so yeah this i'm sure this clinic will take a hit financially but it's good to see that they when when it matters, they're actually there for people. This is actually, I, when I saw this, I was genuinely surprised. And actually, Natai, I think, was the one that brought this to our attention right yeah, before we started like, recording. Yeah, like 10 minutes before we started recording, I, was, I saw this. Ge- I was kind of genuinely shocked because this isn't something I expected from a Japanese company. What does that mean? I, they, Because they have such a like, business-above-all-else attitude. I like the whole guess. the whole salary man mentality. It's like got to make that money. Got to make that money. I think that's more for like you know like general businesses though, because I feel like a hospital would be a different work setting, or not a hospital, a clinic. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Though. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I'm I'm very happy either way. Yeah, I'm it's great to see like they're getting ecstatic. the support. I mean, 
Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other like news that we know that I haven't gone over. I mean, the them demolishing the building and rebuilding. Oh, oh yeah, I completely yeah. forgot about yeah. that. We can touch um, on that. Yeah, where is I'm trying to find that article, but I can't find it now. It's the last link, I think. Here, yeah, oh, okay. it's the Thank last you. link. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, one thing that uh, the president and CEO of QNE has come out and said that they um. Uh, they are obviously there's a lot to think about and like where do they go from here uh, kind of mentality going on with a lot of these people right now um, but one of the things that has been put forth is that they might demolish that studio building because the building actually did itself survive the fire it's scorched and stuff on the outside but um, it did survive the fire um, but they have thought about demolishing that building and turning it into like a memorial park for public use. Um, I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I think there's a part of me that thinks that would be a great use, a pub, great public use of the land. But then there's a part of me that thinks, nah, rebuild and show this fucker that that did this that you're better. You're honestly like you're, you're, if you're better if, for it. If they somehow find the strength to come back and like work and create even more art that'll be like the the real fuck you to that guy because it's yeah like, no sure. we, we will keep doing what we love and i mean i don't know if they will do it i mean that's up to them with how they decide to like keep going but yeah we'll see i will say there has been a couple of pictures and i think a video as well of um outside of the studio a makeshift memorial has been built like in the parking lot of the building um where thousands of people have come to leave flowers and cards and you know other kinds of messages of well wishes and a lot of people have come to pray at the site so i mean that's it's good to see that the community itself is kind of the city of kyoto is kind of rallying around this um also, uh, the CEO is, is, has stated that they have started to read some of the the messages that are coming in from around the world, and they're uh, they're very thankful for all the emotional support that people are lending them in this terrible, terrible time. Uh, God, this, uh, God, this is awful. I'm actually really struggling to keep it together right now. I know no one can actually see me right now. It's a very good thing. Uh um, I know yeah. there are a couple of there's a couple of um, anime conventions here in the states coming up that I do hope do something. I'm me and Chinoda will be at Otakon next week or this coming weekend by the time this episode comes out. Um, I I've actually sent a couple of messages to people who apparently work for Otakon asking if they will put up some kind of memorial wall where people can like bring flowers and come pay their respects. I haven't heard anything back yet, but I hope they do something like that. Um, and I, I do definitely encourage anyone who's running any of these conventions that are coming up here in the U S to do the same thing. Cause it's, it's, I think it's something the community could use right now. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I just I'm I'm very I hate to, I hate to use this phrase because it was kind of a meme from the YouTube rewind video from last year but I'm very proud of this community raising yeah, almost sure. 2 million dollars yeah. for this cause in the span of less than 5 days. 
it probably will go to two million too very shortly. Like by the, I think at so. the rate it's been going at, it really wouldn't surprise me. I think so. I do want to point uh, point out that there have been several people, and uh, many of them have been prominent YouTubers who have donated a thousand dollars plus. One individual who I'm not going to name, but you can actually go on the uh, go on the GoFundMe page and see for yourself. One individual has donated fifty thousand dollars. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah, that's that amazing. is a ton. And whoever you are, I the name doesn't ring familiar to me, but whoever you are bless you you are too pure for this world considering how much kyoani gave a lot of us in terms of just like beyond shows and movies and all of that just the raw emotions they managed to like get us to feel and appreciate i mean like this is the time to give back to them to the people who make us who we are i guess and i'm not advocating people harass people on twitter with ads but if you feel like harassing someone on Twitter, harass Elon Musk and send him a link to that GoFundMe. <laughs> I'm just saying, the man has some money that he could, you know, throw a throw Q in his way, and apparently he loves anime, so just just throwing that out there. <laughs> <sighs> I'm trying to make this a little happier. <laughs> Do we want to move on to the next? Yeah. yeah um, I, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we know as of this point. None of the names of anyone who was killed has been released. Um, I'm pretty sure they won't until the all number one, all the families have been notified, and number two, the studio probably will give the okay to let that be known publicly. Um, there are some people we know that are okay. We know that um, Nauka. Uh, Yamada, who was the director for K-On, Tamako Market, Tamako Love Story, she is fine. She's been tweeting about this. There's a couple other people who are have been tweeting, so we know they're okay. Um, there's a couple. There's one prominent director who's still, at least as far as I know, is listed as missing, but that's not necessarily an indication that they're deceased. But hopefully, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it's also worth it's worth mentioning, although not even really important at this point, that the stuff that KyoAni was working on will obviously be delayed going forward. Which, for someone who loved Violet Evergarden as much as I did, I was really looking forward to that movie next year. Yeah, they should take their time with it. Oh yeah, obviously. Um, I am I am kind of slightly concerned, but also not surprised by the fact that so many people that have been talking about this. Talk, are talking about QAnon as if they're giving a eulogy. I hope that's not the case. Um, I, my, I hope it's not the case that the studio is dead. Uh, but we will, we will see. We'll, we'll have to. I'm sure that QAnon will take things one step at a time from now on, until they either get back on their feet or decide, you know, that they don't have the capital to go forward as a studio. But I, enough with the crappy depressing news um i do want to end this on sort of a positive note so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go around to each of you here uh and i want to ask you what does what does the works of kyoani mean or has has it meant to you personally throughout your life um i'll start with uh you natai um personally i haven't watched that many shows and works by them but i remember like the first show I watched that they made was uh, Dragon Maid, which 
the director of is still missing, I think, from like yep. from what I've read. Still missing. It's, uh, yeah, officially listed as missing. Yeah. Yes. And that that show, that whole just that whole warmth warmth I felt from that show was just something so unique. And aside from that, I've watched a signed voice which wrecked me and got to me on such a deep level and. But I do want to specifically mention Valde Evergarden, which we talked about many times on the podcast. Yeah. That that whole show got me to, like, think and feel more towards my own feelings, I guess. I don't know. It's very hard to, like, think about it. But anyway, it always seemed like they were all about, like, you know, just connected more to your own emotions and spreading those positive emotions to the people you care most about. At least that's what I got from most of their works. And um, this past day, of all, all I've been listening to is that soundtrack. And damn, it's, yeah, the feelings uh. are, like, sinking in more and more the more I think about it, the more I talk about it. And it's it's such a, I don't know. It's, but I guess, like, the main, like, at least what I'm going to do is, like, go back to their older works and just start, like, experiencing more of the stories they wanted to share with people and, because, yeah, I, I think that's, like, also something we all can do a bit more. All right. Uh, show. Well, Kyo Annie, um, I think for a lot of people, and me included, was known for its visual... Uh, its great visuals, its ability to, make, to animate uh, scenes amazingly. And... It's honestly one of the most polished studios that's able to do that. And that's a lot of talent that went into doing that. Um, it's not going to be able to be uh, continue, it seems like, unfortunately. Um, maybe they can recuperate, but I, I don't know. But the works that they have already done, the animation in that has been spectacular. And it's inimitable by a lot of other studios. Honestly, Kyoto Animation is one of the highest bars of animation you'll find in um, the anime industry. And also from like a more subjective uh, perspective, I really enjoyed their character designs, how they, they really perfected the Moe Blob aesthetic, honestly, <laughs> um, which... I know you're chuckling because I'm not a Moe Blob person, but I do like Moe Blob boys. So, <laughs> so I will appreciate that. And I know Kyo Annie has perfected the Moe Blob girl, but they also do Moe Blob boys well as well. As well. So, um, I free. really no, no. <laughs> free is okay. Free is not Moe Blob. Certainly That's a different kind of blob. Oh, There's God. no blob. It's all muscle. <laughs> Anyways, um, like like Chunibyo, the main character of Chunibyo is very moe yeah. blob. Um, beyond the boundary, all the male characters are moe blob. You know, that kind of... Um, you can see the fat jiggle. All I can see. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the main uh, male character in Hyoka is kind of a... Yes, I agree. Blob. Yes, and that too. Um, and yeah, Hyoka is honestly my favorite work from of theirs. 
Um, I love the story and I loved ha- their visual storytelling to go along with the actual plot. A lot of people don't like it because they think it's a superficial plot, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it was one of my uh, favorite shows for a long time. And uh, I will admit uh, that I was definitely on the free bandwagon when that came out in like, <laughs> I don't know, years ago. I was definitely like hyped up about that. Um, I really appreciate that they make shows uh, for a largely female demographic um, with not only their visual novels like Clannad. I don't know if Clannad is directed at females. I feel like it is, or at least it should be. But they have Clannad is uh, more for everyone. Clannad, well, the visual novel is definitely directed at females for sure. It's a sort of a shoujo love story. Yeah, they have a very like shoujo um, aesthetic and um, plot wise, like visually and plot wise, it's very female oriented. And honestly, they're one of the best studios that can do female oriented work, um, as well as other work. <laughs> like just in general, they're good, but like especially in that particular um, area. So I appreciate them for what they've done in that aspect. And my most recent uh, show by them that I really liked that I just thought I'd mention was that because it wasn't really a hit. It was that archery show about the archery boys. Oh, Sudune? Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently no one watched it, but I liked it. I really uh, appreciated uh, I watched what they've it. done. Okay, well, exactly. Nobody's seen it. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's honestly just such a tragedy that they won't be able to continue in the same capacity that they have been. And I won't be able to see... I really won't be able to see more of the works of the Kyoto Annie that I know about. I may be able to see a different version of them, but I won't be able to see what I've come to love. And that's honestly um, heartbreaking. But that's just what we've been experiencing. So um, I'm really thankful for everything that Kyoto Animation has given us so far, and I hope them the best. All right, Junoda? When I was just a much much younger boy i remember going to cons and like hanging out um uh, at anime club and just seeing funny funny clips of uh, a lot of shows uh from back then and i remember one in particular struck out for me and it act- i actually ended up uh watching it and i fell in love with it because it was just so cute and great I'm talking about Lucky Star. Oh, Lucky Star. That's a throwback. That was, yeah. I think, possibly my first real Kyoani experience. And not a bad first start. Really though, and from there, it it only grew my love for them and me actually following their works. I did I didn't even know a lot of what I watched was their works until my later years um uh, of when I actually started following what studios did what. But 
watched a lot of their stuff and enjoyed it, and I didn't even realize Nichijo, Beyond the Boundary, Violet Evergarden, Clanad, just Chinibio, <laughs> Sound Euphonium. It's like so much work that I really loved, and not just loved, but it genuinely it genuinely had an impact on me because i'll be i'll be honest when i was when i was much younger i i was not in touch with my emotions and i i was a i was very much a blank slate when it came to all that and kyoani is one of the biggest impacts that affected me in my early life because it it made me get in touch with my emotions it it made me realize what what spectrum of love there is and sorry this is really hard for me to talk about um, <laughs> it's okay dude. you think you're having an issue right now <laughs> i'm over i'm fucking crying right now man yeah <clears throat> and it's all the work that they've shown and the genuine emotional output that they've gotten from me is it's like no other and i i genuinely hope they recover and go go forward uh, with their lives and with the studio i hope it does make it but if not it it sucks, but it's what happens. But either way, like no matter what, Kyoani will forevermore will have a special place in my heart because they they gave me they gave me something that nothing else gave, and it's I'm genuinely thankful for that. Oh God! I guess it's my turn now. Oh God! I'm fuck. Oh, give me a second. Take your time. Uh, Sorry, you have to follow uh, up on that. No, I'm, no. <laughs> I've been fucking crying for the last ten minutes. Uh, I've been try. I'm trying really hard to keep it together, but. Shinoda, thank not, you so much for that, by the way. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, God. Okay. Uh, fuck. God. Be professional, Alex. Uh, um, I've been watching Kyoani stuff for a long time, and I probably the I think the first thing that I ever watched of theirs, um, was Clan Ad back way back when I was still in high school, and I just remember falling in love with it and wanting to go play the visual novel because of it, and I did, and I loved that just as much if not more and every single thing that they've ever done since then with very few real exceptions i mean i kind of got on the free bandwagon as well but <laughs> sort of fallen off i'll, I'll be honest we've all um, fallen off alex <laughs> and i mean i'm phantom world didn't really sit with me very much either but just every other thing they've ever done has just resonated with me so much and i still think to this day that k is the greatest anime ever made and 
I'm so happy for it because that show made me so happy watching it. And I think that if you've never watched K-On!, even if you're not a huge fan of Moe, just watch it. I guarantee you it'll make you happy watching it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> God. Alex, stop. Uh, and Violet Evergarden will fucking wreck you, even if you have a heart of stone. And even if you watched it many times before. <laughs> yeah, I've been actually the last couple of days... I've been rewatching Violet Evergarden because I promised myself I'd watch something QAnon related over the weekend, and I got to episode nine and ten, and I just I fucking bawled like a baby. Oh, God, it's something else. If you haven't watched it yet, please go watch it. That'll just oh, it's so it's so emotional. QAnon's done the best Moe show ever okay on they've done in my opinion the best comedy show ever Nichi Joe uh, it did Haruhi which I used to be fucking obsessed with and yes I did the fucking dance uh, uh, I just I hope uh, I hope that Kyoani can come back and be stronger than it ever was before because I don't want this studio to go away. It's meant so much to me. <laughs> and it's meant so much to so many other anime fans out there. And I really, really hope that this is not the end. Because I think they have so many more stories to tell. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> I need a second. <sighs> okay. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm so sorry. I should be more professional than this on the it, podcast. It's I fine. can't help it. It's man. fine. <sighs> uh, fuck. Okay. Uh, does anyone have anything else before I wrap this up? Just one. Um, at least one last thing for me. Like I've been rambling, but like when show mentioned like the beauty of the work i mean that also something that just i think it's obvious to all of us like the beauty of the emotions they try to like spread with their works is something that uh, we'll always like we can always see we can always watch it again and like experience that and the the works of the deceased then it'll never be forgotten what they did to all of us and yeah i don't know yeah that's that's good. I think that's a great way to end this. Anyone else have anything, or should we go on? <sighs> After this, I'm going to finally go, <laughs> go cry. I'm going to go watch a silent voice because I haven't yet. <laughs> oh, I don't think I can handle a silent voice right now. I really can't. I probably can't you, either, but you know, I want to. You know what, Chonada? I'm with you. That I'm going to do it as well. Alright, well, as terrible as this topic was to talk about, it's really cathartic to get our opinions out about Kyoani. And I'm really glad that you all could join us for this somber yet very meaningful episode of the podcast. We will eventually at some point do an entire studio retrospective on Kyoani. Um, we haven't decided when yet, but that'll probably be sometime in August. Um, other than that, as always... I've been your host, Alex, and I'll see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody.
Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, KyoAni. Thank you, KyoAni, for everything.